from the capital of common sense, in the heart of the Midwest, this is Carry On Guns. Now, here's your gifted gun guru, Gary Nolan. Hey, welcome. Glad to this have you with Kelsey. us. Glad to be with you. It's uh, eight minutes after the hour. And uh, coming up about an hour from now, we'll uh, chat with Kevin Jamison. He's an attorney, president of the Western Missouri Shooters Alliance. He has written an article on the Second Amendment Preservation Act. Uh, I've got a copy of it. He'll be on board with us. We kick the program off with State Representative and Second Amendment supporter Chuck Basie. Good morning, Chuck. How are you? Good morning, sir. And then uh, Dale Roberts is on board. Good morning. A second. Good morning. And uh, then uh, finally, uh, bringing up the rear, <laughs> that sounded dirty, uh, is, uh, is uh, Garson. Hey, Garson, uh, be nice if we could talk to somebody about optics and things like that. Good morning. Oh, yes, good indeed. It always is good to talk about optics. I mean, that's like the most important thing you can have next to a gun. Well, usually on top of it, but... Well, yeah, anyway, but yeah. not that kind of next to. You're, huh. you're getting your phrasing all wrong today. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, who uh, who are we uh, bringing in? Um, later on the show, Wes from Leupold will be here. Um, he's a little late. Well, not late, but he's just not here yet. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a smoothly run operation here, folks. Yeah, uh, I, I, I told him we probably wouldn't get to talking about stuff until like 9, since we had all the political stuff to go over. Well... We do have a ton of that to go over. Oh, and we'll, yes, we uh, do. We'll, uh, we'll jump into that, but we'll, we'll uh, chat with him a little later and uh, also uh, with uh, Kevin Jameson. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if he's still producing these, but when, uh, when the law changed periodically on the Second Amendment in the state of Missouri, Kevin Jameson and uh, another uh, friend of ours uh, that... Uh, is a terrific uh, Second Amendment trainer, uh, firearms trainer. Um, they had a DVD, and they would update it all the time. Tim Oliver and and uh, Kevin would make these DVDs. I don't, does anybody know if they're still making them? Is there any, you know, updates that you guys know of? I don't know of any. Uh, right off it's been a while, but... Uh, it was great because without taking the course, you could get updates on all the rule changes. We'll find out when Kevin is on board. Uh, but let's kick this off in uh, San Jose, California, where they will face an annual tax. If they've got a gun, they'll have to have it, you know, they have to pay this annual tax and carry additional insurance because the city council had voted uh, to impose some new tax measures. Now, they haven't told anybody what the fee for gun ownership is going to be, but officials said that anyone found to be in noncompliance will have their weapons confiscated. Um, it, it, so every year, they got to go in, and, and I know that every drug dealer, every bank robber, every thug uh, in, in that city is going to go register and pay their fee. Well, of course, it's the law. Yeah. Well, uh, I was reading this, and one of the people that was sponsoring it said that the reason they're doing it is because criminals don't follow the law, so this gives them a way to charge them and take their firearms from them since they have it illegally, or they haven't paid their tax. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> did, did, did this person actually hear what came out of their mouth when they said that? Well, 
I'm thinking, suppose you're uh, you're the tax collector, and you've got to go knock on the door. Say you had to knock on the door at Garson's house, uh, and say, uh, Garson, you you didn't pay, you didn't pay your annual tax on your firearms. Yeah, that, that's all we need to do is weaponize another tax collection agency. <laughs> so I'm here to collect your guns. I I don't know, Garson. I don't think I'd want that job. I, I really think that would be a a dangerous job. Well, I, I I bet it would be. Yeah. Um, just so stupid. I mean, I mean, I guess I'd rather do that in California than Texas. <laughs> <laughs> but even in Cal- even in California, if you're a gun owner, um, you're not likely to sit back and take this. You know, sitting down. According to the Pacific Council on Research and Evaluation, they studied the issue. They sent a representative to testify before the panel, and gun-related incidents cost the city $63 million every year in the way of paying for police officers, medics, and other expenses. The new measure comes just a short time after a Santa Clara Valley Transportation Authority employee gunned down and killed nine colleagues uh, in the uh, railroad at San Jose. This is a... St- stupidest thing I have ever seen and the most dangerous. Uh, the Second Amendment supporters are not likely to take this sitting down. Let me uh, let me go to the attorney here and ask Dale if there is a constitutional argument to be made that this is interfering with the right to own and bear arms. The taxing? Yeah. The 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 annual tax, yes. A- absolutely. I mean, you absolutely can make that argument. The nice thing is in Missouri... You know, we have statutes that would prohibit that from ever happening in the first place. Um, other states aren't, don't have the legislators that we have. Um, but yeah, I mean, you get a license before you can speak publicly. And I, and I suppose the municipality would argue, well, you know, there are cases that allow us to charge you for a permit to have a parade or something of that sort. But I, I still think it's, uh, I, th- I think they're on thin ice. I kind of think so, too. I, I would, uh, you know, I, I don't even think the, uh, the parade analogy would hold up in a courtroom. Right. Um, they're on it, thin it, ice in 2050 with their global warming model. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, in the past, I would have said, well, they're in the Ninth Circuit, the Ninth Circus uh, Courts. And, you know, they'll uphold anything. But, you know, the last two, three years, uh, there have been a, a, a number of good decisions in the Ninth Circuit on Second Amendment cases. So things seem to be changing at least somewhat. I think you have Donald Trump to thank for that. For all his yep. foibles, uh, he put in some good uh, uh, nominees to be uh, uh, federal judges. And I think it sort of turned that court around a little bit. That, that and groups, we were, before we went on the air, you know, talking about the Second Amendment Foundation, all the litigation they do, gun owners of America, all the litigation they support. So there's, you know, gentle pressure constantly applied. Yeah, uh, we'll just have to see how all this unfolds. In New York, uh, Governor Cuomo decided that there was a state of emergency for gun violence. Well, we'll chat about that in the next segment of the program. You're listening to Gary on Guns. I talk 93.9 The Eagle.
Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. 20 minutes after the hour, State Representative Chuck Basie, Second Amendment supporter. He's on board. Dale Roberts is with us, as is Garson from Graffs. Uh, and I, guys, am so thoroughly confused about the state of New York. And let me explain all of the uh, problems that I'm having. First, uh, several years ago, I think around 2013, 2014, uh, Governor Cuomo passed uh, what they called the SAFE Act. I love how they come up with their acronyms to make it sound like it's something special. But anyway, it was, uh, they said uh, New York State has, with the passing of the SAFE Act, the toughest gun laws in the nation. It banned magazines that hold more than seven rounds, required an instant background check on all ammunition purchases at the time of sale. By the way, the seven-round limit was was, uh, struck down, but it is a ten-round limit now. They were given the ability to track ammunition purchases in real time to alert law enforcement to high-volume buys. The legislation created a mandatory background check and expanded the definition of an assault weapon, among other provisions. They said the new law will limit gun violence through common-sense, reasonable reforms. I always hear this from the uh, anti-gun people. And make New York a safer place to live. Well, here's why it's confusing... Because Cuomo just said they have a state of emergency. <laughs> and so, a state of emergency, he says, for gun violence. So that confused me. But then, Ocasio-Cortez came out, the state, the uh, uh, representative uh, from New York, and or one from New York, and said, well, they're exaggerating. We don't have... You know, they're, they're trying to make it look like this gun violence is more than it is uh, so that the Republicans can attack the Democrats and et cetera. Uh, and, and, and defunding the police is, is not part of the problem. So which is it? Uh, Chuck, any input on this? Can you nail it down? Uh, not really. I, it, it seems like they come up with something new all the time. And uh, it, it's, it really makes me scratch my head. Um, I, it's it's unbelievable, Gary. I just I don't know what to say about it. But yeah, we, well, we got to keep pushing back on. I know what to say. Thank God we don't live in New York as Absolutely. gun owners. We'd be really saddened by this. So it's the Safe Act is going to make the state safer, but the state but the state is not safer. So they have a state of emergency for gun violence. But then Ocasio Cortez says that's all being exaggerated. It's really safe. I wonder if it's safe enough for her to wander around without security. Uh, Well, I'm sure it's not for her. She's entitled, you know. Of course. She'd probably get lost a lot. (laughs) There's that. In a phone booth. (laughs) And I, you know, I know, excuse me, I have a couple of good friends who, who have over the years moved to New York and they never stay. You know, they go to New York, they live for a couple of years and go, this is just not for me. You, have you ever heard of that, Gary? Uh, as a matter of fact, I I, <laughs> I may have been one of those friends. I'm not sure. But, yeah. It's, uh, I went up there and, they, uh, and a buddy of mine uh, who since passed away, he was chief of police in Phoenix and he was a detective in Syracuse. Uh, and he said, uh, give me your guns. I'll do the, you know, the gun test because you have to, they have to have a copy of every, you know, bullet. Uh, so they can, well, not every bullet, but they they fire around from every firearm legally in the state, 
and then they keep a record of it in case they, you know, take a bullet out of a dead body and it lines up with your firearm. By the way, let me, while we're talking about that stupidity, <coughs> Carson, if, if I fire around when I first get my gun... And then, you know, I'm out at the range uh, every week practicing, sharpening my skills, shooting. Uh, a year or two later, will it will that match up or will it not quite match up? Match up to what? To the original bullet. Oh, mm, no. So I don't know what the point of all that was. Uh, in any case, I turned him down. I said, no, I'm just going <laughs> to quietly break the law and uh, kept my firearms to myself. And then about a year and a half later... I came back to uh, freedom. G gave up the ghost and ran away. Yes, <laughs> quickly. It's like, geez, this place is crazy. Um, so it, it doesn't make any sense. None of these gun control wor uh, laws work. Many of these things, I mean, you know, limiting you to 10 rounds, uh, doing a, a NICS check, doing a background check to buy ammunition, uh, doesn't, it, these common sense laws, they don't ever work. And yet, every time I talk to an anti-gunner, they tell me, well, we have common sense. Yeah. Gun laws need to be passed. You would think that, like you were saying about them uh, firing your, your weapon to have a record, if that was effective, you, you would think that the crime rate would be going down. Well, yeah. Maryland had the same thing where they uh, retained a fired case from every firearm sold, and it cost Maryland millions of dollars and they ran the program for 10 or 15 years before they gave up on it because they did not solve one crime with that information they had. Yeah. I, I, I've heard about that. I heard about that. Uh, the, they never solved one crime. They never did a damn thing. Yeah. But, I mean, just shooting your gun and cleaning it, it's gonna ha their bullets are going to have different markings on them. I mean, and, like, so some barrels are hammer-forged. Um, and hammer forging is such an accurate process, you're basically duplicating the same barrel over and over again. So Glock, Glock barrels are hammer forged. Um, CZ barrels are hammer forged in their pistols. So with the variations that come from, you know, having a dirty or clean chamber and the accuracy of these barrels they're making, there is almost no way to tell 10 guns apart from each other. Um, just by the marks left on the projectiles that were fired through those guns. I like the uh, the smart gun thing that, that they keep pushing for. They're looking oh, for the a gun. James Bond electric? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> this is like pixie dust, if you can find one that works. Uh, and they've tried all kinds of things. They, uh, they came up with some kind of a magnetic device and a ring on your finger. Uh, yeah, and cops died because of that. Yeah, just so stupid. But they keep telling us, oh, common sense laws, common sense laws. 874-9390, the toll-free number is 800-529-5572. I've asked people in the past if they could think of a common sense law, one that actually works, and I've I've never, ever heard one. Uh, Columbia's got a good one. It's illegal to spit in public. That's not gun control. Well, no, it, it's so you don't scare the horses. So you don't scare the horses. Yeah, it, it's an old law, but I mean, it, it works. Yeah, you know, you know, you're right. I I have not seen a scared horse in all the years I've been in Colombia. Yeah, I know. Not once. <laughs> Somehow that worked. Uh, let me see. Do I have time to grab some phone calls here, yes. Brian? Uh huh. All right. 
David, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary on Gun Show. How are you? Hey, good morning. Yes, sir. What, the, great, the greatest problems with uh, this gun control thing are things like uh, the ACLU, all these lawyers and stuff that get involved and, uh, because the people are committing the crimes. You know, they won't admit that the majority of these crimes are committed by blocks, but they, they, their community and their own people do not police themselves. Why should uh, any cop go into a place where they, it still does no good until the parishioners and the community organizers, now what good are these community organizers in the black neighborhood when all they do is beat down cops and they beat down anything else except for themselves? They need to look in the mirror. They need to take care of their own community. You know, they, they're in this tribal mode. Why don't they take care of the, their own communities, their own neighborhoods? They know who the bad actors are. They so why not let them try to do their best? Problem of it is they won't do it. They will really lay blame on somebody else than themselves. All right. David, thank you. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Anybody want to comment? I was just sitting here thinking I, I've had retired police officers from Columbia tell me that when they were with the department, uh, there was a time when they'd tell me, you know, for example, a grandmother would contact me and say, you know, my grandson's a good kid, but he's starting to get into trouble and you could arrest him for and they'd reveal some fairly minor crime um, in hopes of stopping the progress of that young individual's, you know, criminal activity. And, you know, grandmothers would talk to officers and try and, you know, do things to help stop that sort of activity. And that to my knowledge, just doesn't happen anymore. And I don't know if that's just a societal thing in terms of how families take care of each other, tough love and all that. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know either. Did you guys hear about this uh, group? They call themselves uh, the Moors. They were in Massachusetts and apparently uh, stopped on the side of the road to refuel. Yes. Had um, Sorry. Right. Yeah, they had all their guns seized. After hours of delays and defiance, uh, a judge uh, in uh, Malden District Court held a, uh, a hearing for these six. And we're going to talk about that next on Gary on Guns. Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. It is 35 minutes after the hour. Welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, State Representative Chuck Basie on board. Dale Roberts is with us. Garson is in from Graphs.com. In uh, Massachusetts, uh, a group calling themselves the Rise of the Moors was apparently traveling through the state, and they needed to gas up, so they pulled off to the side of the highway, um, and subsequently they ended up getting arrested. They face weapons charges uh, for open carry possession of firearms, which is permitted in Massachusetts, but only if the state gives you a license to do so. Members of the group allegedly failed to produce a firearm identification card, which, again, in Massachusetts, you have to have to lawfully possess a firearm. So at least firearm, at least eight firearms, several hundred rounds of ammunition were recovered. Uh, they were also wearing body armor. In my libertarian world, I would think law enforcement would see these cars on the side of the road, would stop by to see what's going on, notice that, uh, you know, they're armed to the teeth, ask some questions, 
But none of what they were doing violated the Second Amendment. I would probably watch them do a little, you know, checking, uh, and that would be the end of it. But these guys are in the Huskow, and there is no bail. So we'll start with the attorney in the crowd. That's Dale. Dale, could you defend these guys? I could. It would be awkward, and I'll tell you why. First of all, they I don't, you're right. They were not violating the Second Amendment, but I think, from what I've heard and read, that they were violating Massachusetts law. And so, obviously, we think Massachusetts law conflicts with the Second Amendment. Um, and the problem, Alan Gura, a friend of mine who has handled a number of Second Amendment cases at the Supreme Court, said a long time ago, you know, one of the reasons so many cases fail is it's state versus crackhead. And it's hard to defend someone's Second Amendment rights when the person's a crackhead, when they've been arrested for something of that sort. It shouldn't matter, but the court is just not an ideal case. And the report I read, and it's in the media, so who knows if it's at all accurate, was that between 9 and 11 of them were standing on the roadside of the interstate at 2 in the morning with guns slung over their shoulder, hip, whatever. And evidently that violates Massachusetts law. Um, so, as I said, I mean, I, I could defend them. It's unfortunate that... Well, two things. One, I'm, uh, I, I think they were sort of asking for it, like they were yeah, they trying. Were, they were not conducting themselves in an intelligent manner. Yeah, like and they led were, to the circumstances of this incident. It, it, almost as if maybe they were trying to challenge it. And as I said, I I don't agree with Massachusetts law, and I think it does violate Second Amendment. But you but know, that's the way you'd have to defend them, wouldn't it? You'd have to say the law that prohibited their behavior shouldn't have existed. Right. Uh, and, and so you'd have to go after the uh, the Massachusetts uh, gun restriction laws. Because I don't know about you, but I'm a little offended that I would have to get permission from the state to own a gun. Agreed. Uh, yeah. and, and it seems to me that uh, all the bad guys in Massachusetts aren't going hat in hand to the local uh, law enforcement or whatever branch of the government they've deigned to have that power and asking permission to buy a gun. So who is this really hurting? I agree. And, and again, you know, one of the difficulties in defending this particular group, uh, you know, they belong to the uh, group whose website says, you know, we're peaceful Moorish Americans who do not recognize U.S. law. And just well, think of that scenario, going to a court of law saying, I'm, you know, I'm here to defend people who don't respect the law who, who don't recognize the law and, and the people it hurts is us responsible <laughs> oh, yeah, gun owners yeah. because it makes us all look like idiots when these fools go around and do something stupid and then we got to stand up for them to maintain our rights by protecting them for doing something that if they were smart about it i mean how many times have you filled up your car with gas and not had the police question you about what you're doing i mean <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like a hard thing to do to be a little covert about the way you conduct yourself in public if you're going to carry a gun. Yeah, I agree with all that. Uh, though uh, it is kind of peculiar, Chuck, that uh, they don't believe they're subject to U.S. laws, but they're hiding behind the Constitution and the Second Amendment. Yeah, it, uh, I agree with what was said earlier that, uh, you know, they were kind of, seems like they were 
kind of asking for it. And this, in a way, this is kind of similar um, to that gentleman in Springfield, I believe it was. It was uh, walking around with the AR um, uh, at, at the Walmart. Yes. And, you know, he not, wasn't necessarily doing anything wrong, but, you know, he's kind of, you know, you're kind of asking for trouble when you're doing stuff like that. You know, on one hand, though, I, I want to defend them. Uh, even, you know, some idiot, and, and I've seen uh, videos of this, where Second Amendment supporters will strap an AR-15 over their shoulder, not even carry it in a case, just strap it over their shoulder, and walk down the street. Clearly, they're hoping that law enforcement will challenge them so they can make a video of, the, of them you know, being challenged to make their point. And their argument is, we should all be doing this so that people get used to it. And then it, it's no longer an issue. But I find it irritating because they are purposely challenging the police. And it is suspicious uh, that you walk around with a, a rifle strapped to your shoulder. Even in the Old West when they carried, you know, a six-gun, they didn't walk around all day carrying their Winchester. Yeah. Just trying to make trouble is what they're doing. And making it look... Like, we're all idiots, uh, as Garson said. And, and there's a bunch of better ways for them to to further our cause without furthering it in a negative light. Yeah, I would, uh, I would argue that uh, these guys should not have been accosted. They should not have been arrested. They didn't violate the Second Amendment. But as, uh, as uh, uh, Dale said, they'd be damn difficult to defend. Rise of the Moors. I think they said they got some kind of a letter from the King of Spain or something. I, I don't remember uh, their group from hundreds of years ago. It's like, what world are these people living in? It's, it's just bizarre. They're still a king of Spain? I don't I, know. I, 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 get, I get email from princes in Nigeria all the time. Oh, you do? <laughs> about, about my inheritance. Oh, I, I didn't have an inheritance, but... Uh, and Brian and I chatted about this uh, a few weeks ago. Closest living uh, relative. Apparently, there is uh, some uh, very rich potentate there who is trying to get out of the country with uh, all of his money. Ooh. And he's willing to split it with me. And I said that to Brian, because it's like $60 million, I'd give him half when I got the money. <laughs> uh, but they needed a credit card, and I asked Brian if, if I could use his. And, and he, he turned me down cold. He is so selfish. Is, is I he am, though? yeah. Did, did you hear about the apartment they found in, like, somewhere in Africa that was full of cash? No. So apparently this guy was on the level, and no one took him up on his offer. Because, yeah, they, they, some guy died, and he had, like, millions of dollars in cash in his house. Just, like, stacked up. Stop it. No, seriously. Well, now, and you believe that. No. Did you send him your credit I'm, card I'm, number, Garson? I'm sure he was getting people's credit card number, but apparently he was he died before he was able to make that transfer. See, I <laughs> think we know how he got all that money. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure I know how too. But yeah. yeah, they they found a dude sitting on a on a huge cache of cash and uh um yeah, just I guess the government took that. Wow. Coming up uh in about uh, twenty minutes we will uh, chat with we actually have a couple of guests coming on the program. Uh, one of them is uh, with Leupold. We'll talk optics and things like that with him. Then we have the president of the Western Missouri Shooters Alliance, 
Uh, he'll be on board. That's Kevin Jameson. All that coming up on Gary and Guns. Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. It is 49 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Anybody in the uh, studio here know uh, who James Craig is? Um, mm. He is a uh, former chief of police uh, from Detroit. And he... Oh, yeah, James. <laughs> All right, we're going to turn his microphone off because he's just being a pain. Uh, James Craig is uh, the former uh, chief of police in Detroit. And I remember him uh, a couple of years ago saying, get a, you know, get a concealed carry permit, get a, you know, carry a gun. Uh, that's the best way to, to protect yourself. And we all know the state of uh, law enforcement and crime in Michigan, in Detroit anyway. Uh, but he uh, made a speech in that the implications are that he's going to run for governor. But he said he grew up in Detroit, um, and because he was black, he was automatically considered a Democrat. But he said his life experiences, including his time in the L.A. Uh, police Department, uh, and being responsible for approving concealed carry pistol licenses uh, led him to a growing affiliation with the Republican Party. He also referenced historical figures that have uh, influenced him, like Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, Booker T. Washington. He said, I've long had Republican values. I was raised in the church. I was taught Republican values. And he is a Second Amendment supporter. Uh, and coming from... Detroit, being black, having been raised in Detroit, I would hope that he would have some influence over black voters elsewhere. And not because I'm crazy about the Republican Party, as you know, I'm a libertarian, but because at least the Republicans uh, will, for the most part, defend the Second Amendment and recognize that those reasonable gun control laws we talked about don't work. My question, and, and I'm going to send this uh, to Chuck because, you know, he's run for office. Why did the Democrats go after guns? What, do they not know better? I mean, do you talk to your Democrat friends? What are they in the state legislature? Do they, they tell you that they, you know, they actually buy into the argument that the gun is the problem? Uh, I, I believe so. Um, you know, in, in all fairness, I, I, a lot of my Democrat colleagues are, are really good people. And it might be that they're hearing this uh, complaints from their constituency because, you know, they're from St. Louis, Kansas City, um, mainly. But um, I, I don't understand why they are so insistent on cracking down on, uh, and, and it, it appears to me that they're cracking down on law-abiding gun owners. And... Um, I don't think they use good logic when they make these arguments, but they I think most of them sincerely believe that the the way to solve this uh, issue with gun violence is to crack down on all of us. And, and uh, it's puzzling, but that's the way I see it. I was going to say, you know, if you look back, what, 20 years, uh, our ninth District U.S. Congressman, Harold Volkmer, solid Democrat, staunch supporter of the Second Amendment, staunch supporter of concealed carry. First firearms law seminar I ever went to at the Missouri Bar, uh, I think, was sort of instigated by Congressman Harold Volkmer, Democrat from Missouri. But those kind of Democrats seem to be gone. And if you think back to the 
video, audio excerpt we played, I think, three weeks ago about the people who were called in to read, in quotes, gun facts, well, gun facts from a teleprompter. And they'd read the facts and then they'd go, wow, I didn't know that. I thought it was, you know, I always thought that was the opposite. It, it's They just haven't been presented in, in some cases with the facts and they're just buying into the narrative you know um there are all these memes out there on our side and they're they're really really good at explaining the idiocy of gun control uh you'll see things like um the fork made me fat uh you know let's ban matches uh because you know of arson uh, I mean, there are all these memes that are out there more cleverly worded than I'm just throwing out there. But they're deadly accurate. Sure. It, it, you know, the first one I think of was, and you'll appreciate this, the one with the picture of a back, uh, black charger. I think it was a Dodge Charger. And it said, you know, these black vehicles are dangerous. Nobody needs a car that will go that fast. You know, it's, it was all the things they'd say about a black rifle, but about a black vehicle with a lot of horsepower. As if the car were the problem and not the driver. Yeah, uh, and we see this all the time. I, I, it's just, I can't believe they're that naive. I have to believe they have something bigger in mind. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. By the way... The Gary steak made me fat? Yes, that... <laughs> that's, you know, it's, it's, it's the fork that you use to eat it with, or the steak, it's... It, uh, I'm wondering if I could go back uh, and get my grades changed in fifth grade because I think the pencil is making me uh, <laughs> yeah. misspell words yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's that's it. Uh, let me go to the phones. By the way, you can contact me by going to GaryNolan.com, uh, and you can send a message to me directly. It'll it'll pop up in here in the studio. Uh, Alec, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Gary and Gun Show. How are you? I'm pretty good, but I have come to a, an epiphany. Um, I firmly believe that the reason that they want gun control is to instill fear into the population that actually owns guns, because once they take away our guns, all they have left is the fear of criminals to keep us in line, and then fear of the government. Yeah, I think fear of the government, uh, I, I think, and, and I know this sounds radical and I've said it before, but I actually think that's the bottom line. They, the government, are afraid of the people. Uh, the further yep. the march to the left, the greater the likelihood somebody's going to say, all right, that's it, I've had it. Uh, and then yep. the violence begins, and they're trying to prevent that. Gary, they're using criminals as the scapegoat to take guns away from law-abiding citizens, knowing full well that the criminals aren't going to lose their guns, and they're going to um, benefit from the fear that they create by only allowing criminals to have guns. Well, in any case, it's not logical. It doesn't make sense. Anybody who just stops to think for a minute realizes their arguments all fall apart. Um, but, but it's... They're huh? They're not sane. Yeah, they're not saying. Yeah, well, of course not. All right, Alec, thank you. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not convinced that they don't see uh, just how stupid... Uh, these laws are and how ineffective they are and how they will eventually uh, come back to bite us. 
it's it, it's not naivete on their part. It just can't be. You can't you can't be smart enough to get elected to office statewide or even district wide and be that naive. It just it's that clear that these laws don't work. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. We'll get Kevin in here next. Kevin, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Uh, Mexico has some of the strictest gun laws that there is. Uh, they only have one gun store in all of Mexico. It's in yep. Mexico City. You have to almost be retired military to be able to possess a gun or a bodyguard, usually ex-military. But yet you hear um, of so many cases of... Uh, automatic weapons being used. Now, in the United States, we have quite a few instances, but no one's like shooting automatic weapons anywhere. And uh, the public thinks that they actually are just because of the look of the weapon. Uh, those scary black white rifles that shoot one at a time um, are being posed as being automatic weapons, and it's so far from the truth. All right. Uh, Kevin, thank you. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. By the way, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, when you call the program, please uh, turn your radio off in the background because it bleeds through and then there's a delay and it gets confusing for for everybody. Uh, in a few minutes, uh, we are going to check in with uh, the president of the Western Missouri Shooters Alliance. That's Kevin Jamison. He's written an article about the Second Amendment Preservation Act. Uh, I've got the article in front of me. He's he's a uh, he's a great attorney. Uh, for come to think of it, uh, Chuck, we're going to be overwhelmed with attorneys here. We're going to be outnumbered by attorneys. I think the whole country is. And that's a bad thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, Mister Lawyer, <laughs> that's a bad thing. <laughs> you guys are you guys are a problem. I keep um, telling you, it's only a few bad lawyers that ruin it for the other two percent of us. <laughs> Anyway, he's written a great piece on this. Uh, so we've actually got some of the best experts uh, on the Second Amendment Preservation Act all on one program. Because uh, Dale had a big part in this, and uh, Chuck uh, Chuck Basie did. Um, and then uh, the uh, information we get from Kevin Jameson, his view of it. If you've got a question about the Second Amendment Preservation Act, we got the people to answer it. Right here on Gary on Guns. 